What's going on, guys? Zane here from Everything Vive. Want to welcome you back for another episode of the show. In today's episode, we have our first repeat guest, and that is Thomas from Containment Initiative. And he is the sole developer behind the game. We actually had him back on the show in episode 17. So if you'd like to check out the first interview we did, make sure you go and check that one out, episode 17. He's fascinating. It's amazing how quickly he got the game out. And in this go round, we discuss some of the major updates that he's been working on, which will be coming out very shortly. No specific date yet, but definitely stay tuned. And we are also giving away a couple of free Steam keys. So here's how you get them. All of the episodes that we record are also posted onto YouTube. So what you got to do is find this episode, episode number 38 on YouTube. And this is only if you're not already listening on YouTube. If you're already there, then you're good to go. All you have to do to enter is post in the comments section and let us know what you thought was the most interesting thing that we discussed in the interview or just in VR in general. We'd love to start a conversation and continue the conversation there. So with that being said, we will dive right in. I just want to go ahead and recommend Containment Initiative to anybody out there looking for a zombie shooter. I know there are tons of them out there, but I personally, this is one of the games that I got when I first got my Vive, and I've seen it grow. I've seen all the things that Thomas has put into it, and it's awesome. It's one of the games that I show to people right away, um, people who are new to VR. So um, we discussed that and much, much more. So let me stop talking now, and without further ado, here we go. Thomas, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going pretty good tonight. How are you guys? Uh, we are excited. We are so excited for our, our first repeat guest, man. Welcome back on the show. Happy to be back. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie's here as well. Ronnie, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, too. So excited to talk to Thomas. So how have you been, man? Um, I've been pretty busy, actually, uh, especially today. been uh, working through quite a few things. I've had the last four days off from my uh, normal job, so it's given me a lot of time to come up with some pretty cool new stuff for the game. Well, we uh, we actually had the opportunity to try some of that through uh, through the beta we had discussed, and um, yeah, man, I don't know if you just want to dive into it. Like we could talk about it, but I don't know if you might want to go through uh, feature by feature because there's a lot of really cool stuff in there that I, I know we want to talk about. Yeah, I'll, I'll start from the ground up. I'll, I'll give kind of a backstory to what this is if anyone hasn't heard of Containment Initiative. Um, but I started kind of learning how to develop back in August, and at the end of September, I released just a zombie wave shooter, and uh, this is me kind of. Uh, building my skills up month through month, and this is the latest um, in the, the new features that's coming out of the game. Uh, so essentially, the game has always been have a very realistic gunplay, very realistic reloading. It all works true to life, um, and you stand there and you shoot zombies and you get money and you buy cool new weapons. Uh, that was all there was to it. Well, now, over the past week, um, I've actually kind of uh, had a paradigm shift where I've introduced uh, a first locomotion-based level. Uh, and with this level, that's allowed me to do a lot of really cool things that I can kind of borrow from some of the more, you know, AAA PC-related games, you know, kind of your RPG elements and uh, different forms of upgrading your character and making yourself more powerful. Uh, so essentially what we've got is it's a new map. Uh, it comes with a new mode. It's called Scavenge City. And what the player is going to be doing is they're going to be walking around uh, trying to find supply crates. So... Uh, this has kind of changed on a daily basis, but right now it's looking like the final crate number type will be three. Uh, so that's going to be three different types of crates. Uh, each one has its own purpose. Uh, your yellow crates will be for getting cash to upgrade your weapons, much in the same way you would just by shooting zombies. Uh, actually, I just introduced a blue crate last night. That one's actually going to allow the player to upgrade their health. Uh, so you're going to be able to, your health starts at 100 uh, normally, but now it's actually going to go up to 120 uh, if nice. you collect enough crates. That's really um, cool. So that's why. 
just introducing some, you know, just some light RPG elements to try to keep the player engaged and I guess kind of have, you know, multiple progression paths for the player. I, I see that as keep being very engaging for me personally. Um, and then the third crate type is going to be the, like, the we weapon upgrade crate. That's going to be a red crate. And essentially all the attachments, and then we've got a new toy as well, uh, night vision goggles. Uh, so those are all going to be locked behind that system. That's, oh, man, yeah, that sounds really cool, actually. <laughs> I, now, now I understand why you say you've been busy. That's, that's quite a bit, man. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, there's, there's, I think the market is a little bit saturated for zombie shooters right now, obviously. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do to differentiate containment initiative uh, a little bit from the crowd. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, so you've got some light RPG elements in it now. Um, the night vision goggles are really cool. And then um, another big feature of the new map is uh, it actually has a sound-based uh, spawning system. So essentially your difficulty will scale um, the louder that you are. So essentially everything's going to go real slow. You can run around. You can grab a few crates. You might see a few zombies here and there, not too many. But then the second you start firing, the more you fire, uh, that, that sound will ramp up and ramp up the difficulty. So you'll draw more and more infected into the area. Uh, and then that's where the second new toy comes into play, the suppressor. Um, I was just, yeah, I was going to ask about that, but go ahead. Sorry. It's, it's honestly my favorite, just using the 1911 with the suppressor, because um, so many of the developers in Unity, basically you can go out and buy certain assets. Well, I ran out of sound assets, so I started mixing some of my own sounds, and this was the first one that I did, and I'm actually really happy with the way it came out. Uh, you know, suppressors, there's like, there's kind of two ways of thinking. You can do the old, like, the golden eye, the pew pew sound, or how it <laughs> yeah. actually sounds, which is pretty much like a gunshot except you know there's a little bit of muffle to it so that's mm -hmm. kind of the route that i went but um yeah running around with that suppressor hitting zombies and then not having any kind of recourse no one else is coming it's it's kind of a good feeling <laughs> um, but as far and also um this is probably something that should be a surprise but um players want might want to be careful of the cars that they shoot at uh in this new mode because yeah. uh there are alarms on certain ones, and they will go off. And oh, the next, like, 15 seconds, yeah. the music's going to ramp up, and the infected are going to swarm in. That's a really um, cool idea. <laughs> yeah, so it was just something small I came up with the other day. Wow. No, I mean, we, we, so we had a chance to try the, uh, the new level. And, I mean, just, just the ability to move around. And, you know, like, cause like I said, we've, we played this game a lot. Like it's our go-to zombie shooter in terms of when people come over and they want to try VR. And so like having this, I feel like, well, you know, really adds that, that other element and not to, you know, talk about the, uh, other zombie shooters out there, but like, I think what you're doing, uh, like you said, is very unique in terms of just the RPG element as well. Yeah. And I think this new mode, I want to capitalize on it a little bit. And I've actually been kind of going back and looking at the history, looking at some of my old YouTube videos that I uploaded just to my personal account of like where the game came from. Um, mm -hmm. and it's actually crazy how much it's evolved since then. But, um, I guess where I'm going with that is, you know, when I first released my early access document, I think, um, it stated, I've got like what, four weapons in the game. I think I had like three or four different zombie types and I think three maps. So now we're sitting at, I think it looks like six maps now, 11 different zombie types, and now this like entire new system that really went beyond the scope of what I was, was planning to do. But honestly, I've just had been having so much fun learning and adding to the game and yeah, making no, it something. And it sounds uh, like the stuff you're adding are like are actual real systems that make the game like quite a, quite a bit more interesting. So it's not like you're just just adding, and not that, not that adding assets is easy, but you're going well above and beyond that. So kudos to you for that. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, another thing, too, is, like, now that I've played this, like, I can see why people are getting sick of wave shooters. When I go back to the, the levels that you're just standing in place and, you know, just in case, because I have had some users complain to me. I've had people argue and say, oh, well, just 
add locomotion to all the levels. I was like, well, you know, maybe. And then I've had another person who was very adamant. No, I like just to take my time and stand in place and shoot things. So <laughs> mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think it's going to have to be a balance of both for now. Well, I mean, you um, could definitely offer both, but yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've actually, I've, I've looked at like going back and doing maybe one level in locomotion, the tunnels level, I think uh, elongating that level and making it um, where you can do the same sort of mechanic as the supply crates that might be engaging. Yeah, that'd be a lot um, of fun, yeah, especially in the dark. Yeah, but I, th- I think, too, what, what's going to happen is uh, once I'm getting closer to release, because this is officially going to be, um, it was going to be 0.7, but it's going to be 0.8 because I put so much stuff in it. But um, uh, I think as we get closer to release, I'm going to really look at uh, trying to bring new players and ease them into the game, because I think, especially if you've never shot a gun before, it can be a little overwhelming. Um, and I think it's probably a little bit difficult at first to, to you know, deal with that many infected at once. Yeah, just just kind of curious. Going back to uh, uh, adding in locomotion into the game, uh, what made you decide to go with locomotion versus uh, teleportation? Just kind of curious. You know, it was something I've, I've kind of used a little bit of both. Um, you know, uh, we're still in a very much experimental phase where everyone's trying different things. Um, I can't say that I have anything against teleportation. I would prefer the way that, say, like raw data or something does it, where you kind of like. It's not just this immediate teleport where you're jumping. You can actually kind of see your fit, uh, your your presence move yeah. on the screen. Yeah. And I think they actually they have a little bit of a trick where they'll kind of put some blinders on you. They'll blur your vision just a little bit. I think that's what kind of cures the uh, the motion sickness. But I found that as long as you're not uh, turning, like I know the first my first experience with turning was either I think it was Half Life Two on the Oculus DK Two, and you had like full mouse movement on that, and mm-hmm. man, just like, turning like that would make you sicker than a dog. Um, but I think as long as you have like slow movement and you're just going forward or strafing, it seems to be pretty tolerable. Okay, cool. No, I was just kind of curious, like what went into your thinking on that and, and kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I, I would say more than anything, it's just, I don't know. I guess it felt a little bit more realistic to me. I was never a huge fan of the, the teleportation over the just, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm too much into the, you know, the old FPS is just using the keyboard and mouse. Well, no, I mean, so there, there's definitely a, I feel like a very big divide right now. It's not, it's not a big topic just because like you said, uh, VR is still very experimental, but there's, there's definitely a divide in terms of people who prefer teleportation uh, versus people who prefer uh, locomotion. I mean, you have some people who are very adamant about locomotion and wanting that to be implemented in every game. And you know, you, you get some, you see some angry posts out there like, "No, I'm not going to buy this game or X, Y, or Z if it has teleportation. I want locomotion." And then you have people on the other side who, uh, you know, it's a very visceral response for them because they get sick with locomotion. And uh, I, you know, it's just it's really interesting to see people kind of navigate, uh, or you know, for from your perspective as a developer, like how do you navigate that? Um, or, you know, walk that fine line between what works and what doesn't. But, uh, I mean, would you ever consider adding teleportation in to offer it for... Yeah, I've had one request for it so far. Um, It it is something I'm probably going to look at. It's just that there's going to be a little bit more consideration with that because you've got to work out having some sort of timer or some sort of stamina because otherwise the player could just zip all over the place. At least with motion, you just got one movement speed. And that is actually something I'm looking at uh, potentially making uh, upgradable behind the medical crates as well as increasing the player's move, uh, movement speed by another like 10 or 20% to make that level go even faster. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where it stands now. And I think too that containment initiatives in a unique place where there's probably not that much out there that is a wave shooter and then also has locomotion at a separate level. Um, so what I'm looking to do eventually is probably get that balanced out to where if someone doesn't like locomotion, they can always just play the wave shooter level, and um, that's where I'm going to probably implement some sort of a currency exchange where um, 
it's the the benefits will still be in your favor if you want to go do the locomotion map and correct collect the sub the supply crates um but you will be able to exchange a little bit more money in terms of uh switching for supply crates and uh still unlocking all the stuff that's that's locked behind the supply crates got it and just kind of curious what went into deciding uh where you were placing the supply crates and how do those do they spawn like in a specific place or yeah so they're randomized um and that's something where it's just been iteration after iteration i started with you know just a few spawn points and i've, I've kind of um increased that quite a bit and you'll notice too once you get in the game that like the the crates that are just worth cash they're pretty much in the open they're easy to find uh the other ones with the weapons and medical crates they're a little bit more out of the way um but yeah they, they are randomized there's probably i'd say 25 to 30 different locations that they could potentially spawn um a, another big challenge with that uh, locomotion level, and I know we talked about this the first time, um, is, you know, when you're just doing a regular stand-in-place, you know, fixed wave shooter, you have a lot of liberties that you can take with spawning enemies around corners where the player can't see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this new system, uh, it actually, I've got markers all over the level that are constantly measuring where the player's at, and basically when a player gets in range of a marker, uh, there's logic that says, okay, I know the player's in this location. I know that I can spawn in this location or that location or this location over here because I know the player can't mm. see them. So that's been like a huge part of the just iteration iteration after iteration every single day, making sure that you know nothing ever occurs to bring the player out of that um, you know presence feeling that they're getting from being in the game and by having a zombie spawn directly in front of them. <laughs> no, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that's got to be such a such a very like big paradigm shift for you in terms of how to think about spawn points now, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's it was one of those things too where I think, especially like just speaking from a perspective of someone you know starting out a few months ago, uh, at first you know you're watching a lot of YouTube videos, you're trying to look at other people's scripts and stuff, and then something eventually just clicks, and like a lot of the stuff, it's just like boom, I just kind of built it out in you know ten or fifteen minutes now. Um, so it's it's not bad anymore. It just you know it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> no, honestly, that's that's really cool. Um, yeah, sorry, I think Ronnie's got a question. Oh, I, I was just going to ask also about some of the new. I mean, compared to some of the other levels, I feel like there's a lot more going on in terms of uh, like you know placement of various cars and and uh, like the tanks and all that sort of thing. Um, I was kind of curious um, as far as the placements concerned. Did did you try to try to come up with like interesting uh, placement for like potential dodging and like, and getting away from zombies or are those to there to cover spawn points or kind of like, what was some of your, as, as I'm looking at the level and kind of seeing where the design went, uh, what kind of inspired some of how, how that layout ended up turning out? Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where you just, you look at it one day and then you realize what you need the next day and you just keep on going. But I mean, it's obviously comprised of quite a few little alcoves where we can spawn some zombies in. Um, and the, the entire map itself kind of looks, it kind of resembles like an S or maybe it's not quite a figure eight because uh, one side's not connected. Um, but I would say it looks pretty much like an S and that way you've got the, the drop point in the middle and the player's got the two extremes that they can go out to. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of little alleyways, you know, interconnecting them all. Um, but yeah, as far as like, uh, either keeping the player in the open or closing them off, that's still something that it's going to be iterated on every single day. Um, I think right now, uh, there are certain locations in the level where if the player was quick enough, they could get away. Now in the last day I have added a lot more running zombies. Um, so I'm sorry if anyone finds the game hard, but <laughs> you, I didn't notice I had to them. continually check my surroundings. <laughs> 
Yeah, and um, with the last update, I added some audio. So um, the running zombies, um, they don't really make any noise aside from footsteps. I, that was kind of on purpose. I, I, it's still to this day. I think my first ever experience in VR of like falling over was in a hollow point when I turned around and one of those little samurai guys swung at me. But even <laughs> to this day, there's every once in a while, I want to get the jump on me and still give me a little bit of a scare. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you're walking around and you just hear chip, 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 coming towards you, then you start looking all over the place, getting pretty paranoid. So yeah, it's you know, a- you know they're there somewhere, but you're not exactly sure where. And right, no, but, I. Um, yeah, and I think I think in the future, I mean, we're probably we're a few a few days probably from going from beta um, and rolling this out to the to the main branch here. Um, but in the next few days, I think the map's going to actually probably get closed off just a little bit more in certain locations and make more choke points. Uh, I've purposely created a few. You can probably see like the cop car, and there's mm. the van on the opposite side of the map that creates kind of a choke point where the player has to go. And by the time the player is done looking for crates, usually there's like five or six zombies waiting at that choke point, which ensures that there is going to be a conflict there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that probably needs uh, there needs to be a little bit more of that around the uh, drop point where the helicopter picks you up. Um, but aside from that, like I'm feeling pretty good about it for the most part right now. No, I mean I th- I think it's fantastic. I like it's just here. Let me let me put it this way. I, I got containment initiative, I want to say right after I got my vibe set up. So it's been really cool to see the development and how it's come along in the very short time that it has. Uh, and, you know, like, honestly, we, we talk about you to, or, you know, you and containment initiative come up a lot in our conversations because I, I mean, going back to our, our first podcast episode with you, I mean, you came out with this game, I want to say in about a, a month, correct? Yeah, it was like a month, a month and a half. A month and a half. And I mean, just to see all the stuff that you've added on your own since that time, like anybody who's like interested in, in any type of development, we're like, we know a guy who put together a game in like a matter a matter of months. And it's one of the, you know, one of the best games that we show to, uh, to VR, you know, first time VR users that come over to try the Vive. Yeah, no, and I, I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's high praise indeed. Um, and, you know, I, I think too, for, for developers starting out, I think we're actually getting away from the point where you can make a i don't want to say a mediocre game but it doesn't necessarily have to be you know great because the the technology is so new that it still has that novelty um but you know i would definitely encourage anyone that's looking into it to to pursue it because uh, it's it's definitely been a blast but you know i think that's that's one thing that i think a lot of people take for granted is we've got this new technology you don't really have to make a great game uh you can make something mediocre but you know the person's just trying it for the first time so it's going to be amazing so that's been kind of my drive is, you know, I want to be satisfied with this at the end of the day, that something that would have succeeded whether or not it was on VR. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, I, I mean, going, going off of that point, I mean, we have actually had people that have came in and kind of, you know, listened to the podcast and, and been inspired by your story and have thought, you know, have decided to look into development on their own because they really thought, you know, wow, if, 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 you know, Thomas can do it, I, I don't have any excuses. It's really just about, you know, hard work and dedication and and you've showed that with with all of your efforts towards containment containment initiative and and so yeah, thank you for all your hard work. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean no, I'm- I'm just glad it makes me happy to see people enjoying the game. No, yeah, I mean, and, and Ronnie, Ronnie's not exaggerating there. I, I want to say we've had at least uh, two conversations or two people reach out to us who are just like, "Wow, that interview was actually really cool. I did not realize like, you know, someone could just kind of get into it now. Like, I'm definitely going to look into into programming and coding and just you know development for VR. And so, I, to me, like I said, that's that's actually a moment that Ronnie and I look back and we're like, "Wow, like this podcast, like I actually, you know, there's like some satisfaction." that we get out of just, you know, being able to talk about VR, but like 
to be able to, you know, hopefully influence people to, to jump into the, the genre, to jump into the industry, you know, at whatever level they're at. Uh, you know, I thought that was a really cool, cool moment. So I just wanted to share that with you, actually. Yeah. And I mean, I think I've noticed, too, I've, I've seen you guys um, post come up more and more on Reddit. So it seems like you're getting a, a better and better following every time. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully. I mean, we just we love talking about this stuff and it seems like there's a lot of other people out there who do as well. So we're, yeah. we're just we just well, like starting know, I, the conversation. I got to say, you know, I came on the first time and I thought I was like, oh, you know what? I've got this big update. You know, I'll send those guys an email, but they're they're the big shots now. So, you know, they may not like <laughs> that. Just. I, w- I wouldn't say that, man. But I mean, we're, <laughs> we're having a lot of fun with it. And, you know, we, we definitely want to have you on whenever whenever there are any big updates that do come up, um, which actually leads me to my next question. Uh, I think we asked this last time as well. But now that we're a couple months in, you've added, I mean, a considerable amount more to the game. You know, what's what's the long term outlook like? What's the next big thing you'd like to add from here? Um, if you can share that with us or I, I don't know if it's yeah. confidential or, you know, you want to keep it under wraps. But, you know, wh- whatever it is, maybe just a, kind of like a big picture look at, you know, what's to come for containment initiative. Well, I'll tell you what it is, but it may end up just something striking me that day, and I just end up implementing it that day. But um, right now, the plan going forward for release, um, release is most likely going to be probably January or February, barring any unforeseen um, circumstances. But uh, I think now uh, the game is getting to a place that I'm, I'm pretty happy with. It's it's got enough systems to keep someone engaged, apart from you know just the you know good shooting mechanics. Um, but I think now I'm going to focus on in-game progression. Um, truthfully, I'm probably going to take that level and either make a nighttime version of it or just make a different level uh, with a nighttime version. And basically, the player is going to be required to have all the uh, all the goodies, all the toys unlocked to go into that level. And whatever's in that level, I'm not quite sure yet. I've got a few ideas that I've been thinking of, but it's going to be hard as hell. Um, and that's kind of what the night vision goggles were for, because uh, as you're aware, or may or may not be aware, uh, right now I'm only allowing... Uh, either the laser or the flashlight. So that's kind of the night vision allows you to see and have the laser at the same time. Uh, And then once you get your health fully upgraded, you've got your night vision goggles. Um, I may include the suppressor mechanic on that. I'm not quite sure yet. Um, But yeah, I'm just going to make something like pretty insane as the the final level. And that's going to be the progression that everyone can strive to get to. Probably some kind of boss fights what it's going to end up being. Um, But then I think apart from that, um, probably just, you know, just, Printing up the game, making it look a little bit nicer, uh, doing a better job on the tutorial. Uh, that's actually something that I completely forgot to mention, but it took me like an entire day of, of figuring things out. But um, yeah, I had to throw out my old magazine uh, spawner code and pretty much just start that whole thing from scratch. Um, but yeah, this one actually works really, really well, and it makes a lot more sense because I actually had someone that were like, hey, I've played this game for like 30 minutes, and this may sound crazy, but I don't really know how to reload. I was like, oh, well, yeah, it's that, <laughs> it's that thing down at your waist. But yeah, now there's actually a magazine there. Uh, yeah, so I, was, I was way, just way about to mention sense. that. Yeah, I mean, it just, I think the visual really helps because, I, like, I, I, all I can explain to people is like, there should be like a little gray ball somewhere near your waist area. Just reach into that. But I think actually, uh, one of the things that ends up happening is people. They, they, you know, people who are like panicking, especially they, they tend to drop a lot of the magazines and they see them on the right. floor or they'll see the empty clip that they dropped on the floor and then try to pick that up. And it's like you're trying to explain to them in a high stress moment and they got zombies all around them. And so uh, I think <laughs> having that there will definitely add a lot more. I don't want to say calmness, but I mean, it'll add a little bit more order to the reloading process, which will, will definitely help. Yeah, I think so. And the, the old code wasn't like 100 percent reliable. I was having some issues. It was like a glitch where if uh whenever the processor started to kick up and get to a certain point and you could tell that the game struggled a little bit, the reliability of that magazine spawner tended to go down. Uh, this one works no matter what, 100% of the time, so very, very happy with it, and hopefully that should 
um, help any newcomers to the game get started out a little bit better. But yeah, like you said, I, th- I think that's where the game can probably improve a little bit is um, the learning curve is probably a little bit too steep. I don't want to be like Dark Souls levels quite, quite that <laughs> level. Um, hey, but, so yeah. I'm going to throw out, th- this is crazy and it's probably not something that's easy to do. I, I mean, I know it's not easy to do, but for some reason, the new level immediately when I first started playing it and, and kind of walking around the environment and seeing, seeing, you know, all the, all the new pickups that you had implemented and everything. For some reason, my brain told me that the map you created would be really awesome for multiplayer. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> I know it, yes. it is an un- it would be, unreasonable, it would be a <laughs> unreasonable request. But no, it's it's something that's crossed my mind. It it, it honestly has. I, I mean, it, there's obviously quite a few other games that have that have had it and had you know great success with it. I think it would be a blast. But um, yeah, no, I, I can't promise it, but I can I can tell you I will be looking into it. I'm also kind of looking into some leaderboards as well. Okay, yeah, no, just because yeah, the 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 map layout and like the the positioning of all of the different crates. I don't know something not really like capture the flag, but something like where the players are in some some kind of a competition to get different types of crates back to their base or something. I don't know. That's just, actually just, interesting. Yeah. I, I was yeah. just thinking of like a co-op campaign type of thing, but that's an interesting interesting way to think about it as well. Well, I think, I think my only issue with doing multiplayer right now is I have yet, and granted, I haven't played some of the stuff out there because I've been kind of busy working on this, but um, so I haven't really had a chance. I know that, you know, the big one's onward, obviously, but like, I've, I've played raw data and raw data is kind of like my high point for just about everything being well done, very polished, uh, a lot of fun, really engaging gameplay, mm-hmm. but like even multiplayer there. And from what a, videos I've seen of other multiplayer games, people have a problem getting positioning, right? With like, you see all kinds of like wonky models jumping around and stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's true. So that, would, that would be my only concern with that. But uh, like I said, from the videos I've seen of onward, they seem to actually get it right most of the time um, which is pretty crazy because you're count- accounting for a lot of information there as far as positional tracking multiple people no that's true i mean i was even thinking just uh even if you just had the the wave base side be uh somewhat like co-op in terms of multiplayer mm-hmm. um i think that that would add a lot of really cool elements to it as well uh, I, I mean it, especially like once it becomes a little bit more difficult uh, having to have that element of like working with a teammate to cover your back kind of thing Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I'm, I'm only saying this now since Ronnie kind of pulled the cat out of the bag in terms of mentioning <laughs> mentioning the M word. But I mean, yeah, if, man. If you know, only you didn't have to account for lag. If 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 you could just throw two VR headsets into into a room scale VR system and just go, that would be <laughs> kind of neat. But. So so with lag, here's the thing, and this is actually something that like was one of my very first thoughts in the game, and it's something that I just really haven't looked into like what all would be required for it, but. Um, I would really love to do, since we're talking hypotheticals here, I would love to do like an asymmetric multiplayer uh, where basically you've got one person on the PC and one person wearing the headset. Um, oh. I have played one game that was pretty interesting. Um, and, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of like couch co-op games where you're like this almost like a party game. Obviously, there's like yeah, keep yeah. talking, one explodes where, you know, some people are trying to def- uh, help someone defuse the bomb with the manual and the yeah. person diffusing it doesn't have the manual yeah uh, so I, I think experiences like that would be really really cool and unique so yeah that was that was my idea is actually having like a second position where someone could either provide some sort of like sniper support or you know that they're doing some sort of activity that's supporting the player wow, that'd be really cool. well, and, and you that know was, what this, this is kind of a weird uh a weird con but for some reason what you made me think of was left for dead um because in left for dead 
uh, some of the marketing stuff towards the development of that game was talking about like the game's director. If you, yeah, 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 the AI director. Yep, I remember that. And 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 for some reason, when you like, yeah, one of the things that I kind of thought of when you were talking about that is, wouldn't it be cool if someone? I, I mean, obviously they could abuse the system pretty badly, but what if you had uh, someone on the couch that was able to kind of uh, dictate kind of where zombies are coming from to some extent, or like kind of, you know, ramp up difficulty at certain spots or something like that. I don't know, like that. I I don't know if it would work, but but it's just or, kind of or just you know or just go full scale and have someone playing as a zombie. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just so many. Yeah, yeah I, I mean that's an interesting. Yeah, and that and like you said that that kind of gets rid of the lag issue, but at the same time would add a, a multiplayer element. Yeah, those are all. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're. You've been thinking about this stuff a lot, obviously. So you have so many good ideas. So it's it's exciting to see what you're able to implement. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you know it's like, oh, I really want to implement this feature, and I'll put it off and put it off and procrastinate, and then you know, then I have these little bench chests for the last seven days. This is pretty much all I've done for you know, <laughs> ten hours on the days I'm off, and you know, four hours on the days I have to work. So is is it fair to say that the stuff you uh, you you like the most is is kind of it seems like you're into a lot of the gear and everything. Like I, I mean, yeah, I know you yeah. like the guns in general. So, it, do you get? Does it kind of scratch that itch to be able to implement like real world gear into the game that wasn't there before, like the night vision goggles? Yeah, or the absolutely. Silence? Uh, I, um, I, and there's something like, and I, I guess this speaks back to your question about like the teleportation versus locomotion, but. Um, developing for VR, like it desensitizes you to it very quickly. But like, there's still moments where, like earlier, I actually had the. Um, it's, it's happened a couple times, but the, the one that happened earlier today, where I had the uh, the AR-15 with the suppressor attached, the laser on it, um, and I was just kind of like walking around, and, you know, just peeking around corners, seeing zombies, and you know, just lighting them up with that suppressor on, and the, the sound <laughs> sounds perfect. And there's just times where it just it feels good, it feels right. So um, that that gives me a lot of excitement for you know what's going to come next. That's awesome. Oh yeah, that's. I, I mean, I sorry, I'm still stuck on the multiplayer thing. Like, I, I think just in terms of talking about like the asymmetric multiplayers, I feel like that's such a hot thing right now, just because you know the Vive community or just VR community in general is very small. So it's like you know, it, unless you know people very well, it's it's kind of difficult to be like, hey, you know, I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see you online at 8 p.m. or something and we'll, we'll play a game. But it's much easier to have, uh, you know, a social gathering with people over and have them kind of be involved from, uh, you know, a computer and headset set standpoint. So I don't know. I mean, if you, if you have to pick one over the other, I don't think asymmetrical, asymmetric multiplayer uh, direction would be a bad way to go. Yeah, and, you know, I feel like there's just not that much out there that really does it well. I mean, there's so few games. I mean, I, you know, I've always been a big proponent of sitting down and playing a few rounds of, you know, Super Smash Brothers or Mario Kart. And, yeah. You know, I like that social aspect of it, and especially with having yep. people trying to communicate doing two completely different things. I feel like that, that brings a lot of excitement and tension into the into the process. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's hypothetical, but you never know. Very cool. Well, I mean, best of luck, man. It's, you've, you've come out with a lot of awesome stuff, so we're definitely really excited to see where the rest of it goes. And, you know, with the, uh, with the update coming later this week, I believe, is that correct? Yes, it's, that's what it's looking like right now. Um, like I said, barring anything crazy from happening, um, still got to do quite a bit of testing because, like I said, every day I sit down and I say, okay, well, I'm going to start testing now. And I was like, well, you know what? This would be kind of cool to add. So then, you know, you add one thing, you break 10 things and so on and so forth. <laughs> Yeah. No, well, yeah, it's um, it's pretty much locked now, and um, I think we're gonna have a trailer out probably in the next few days here uh, with all the all the cool new toys. 
Awesome, man. Well, I mean, we, we won't give a, a specific launch date, but guys, definitely make sure you uh, stay or keep in touch and, and follow what's happening with the game. And we'll uh, we'll link to all the stuff, especially the uh, the game on Steam in the show notes. But is there uh, is there anything else you wanted to share with the the uh, the audience, Thomas? Uh, no, I, I don't believe so. You know, keep a lookout for for any changes coming down the pipe. And uh, thank you guys for having me on again. No, man, we really appreciate it, and uh, let's definitely stay in touch for uh, when some of the new stuff, when the asymmetric multiplayer stuff comes out, man. We're <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. I mean, we're just we're just really excited about where the game's headed. All right, you you you've got a commitment now. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to look into it now. So we'll see. Awesome. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that and have people buy the game thinking there's going to be multiplayer. No, as of no, right no. Now. Okay, okay, yeah. Let, that's that's we'll a fair see. point. We'll see <laughs> that, that, that's a fair point guys well i mean for what it is right now you guys everybody listening you should definitely get the game um like i said we've there's so much replay value in it and you know thomas has just been awesome in terms of adding more and more content and you know listening to the, what the community wants in there so you know best of luck with where it goes now yeah thank you very much 